Are you dissatisfied with your smutty literature? Are you tired of reading about muscled beefcakes making love to breathy women with their heaving bosoms? Do you want to leave the path of the straight and narrow and find a path that's a little more queer? Caddy Wampus and Dame Edward are here to guide you down that path as we read you erotic stories with a whole rainbow of different lead characters. That's right. We're going to read you queer erotica and giggle the whole way through. Join us as we explore every possible pairing of genders we can find. Kinks, fantasies, fun, and sometimes even love. This is the Queeroticast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Queeroticast. We're your hosts, Caddy Wampus and Dame Edward. Wasn't that a great introduction? Good job, Dame. Thank you. Yes, as you may hear, Dame is back in the introduction section. We miss them so much. Now you don't have to listen to me rambling as much. I listened to the intro for edits before bed during the chaos of what I was working on. I thought it was amazing, and it made me laugh really hard. So you did a great job. Oh, thank you. I'm sort of back among the world of the living. Congratulations. I'm trying. Grad school's hard, guys. And I'm a little bit distracted tonight because I just adopted a brand new dog, and I'm so excited, and um, I'm just tracking her movements around the apartment. You might hear the pitter-patter of puppy feet. Or puppy chewing. We'll do our best to sound edit it out. (laughs) But yes, I am among the world of the living and Caddy is among the world of dog owners. Yes. Sweet, blissful, chaotic dog parenthood. It's a treat. It is. And constantly going, oh my God, what is she doing? So for those of you who don't know, I have a greyhound. And if you want to see pics of my weird deer dog... He's the cutest alien dog. He's very weird and very cute. And if you want pics, I will post them. Same of Caddy's dog. Yes. Her name is Xena. My dog's name is Boss. That was his racing name. Yeah, my dog came with a different name, but I didn't like it. So I'm changing it because, of course, she wants to be a warrior princess. Anyway, we're not a dog podcast, but we know (laughs) that people love dogs. And, like, what better way to get more people to look at the podcast than to, like, tantalize them with dog photos? You know what else people love? What? Sex. People really love sex. Was that a good transition? It was a great transition. Oh, thank you. Okay. Dame and I wanted to talk about a subject that comes up a lot for us, which is, like, what even is sex, right? And so we were having a hard time kind of conceptualizing it. And as you listen to the episode, we do the intros after we record the stories. So I think we struggled with this a little bit in the story too, kind of going, well, the characters define sex as this, but we think of sex as this. So we found a passage in a wonderful book called The Ethical Slut by Dossie Easton and Janet W. Hardy. Recommend everyone ever to read it that we think really sums up a good way of talking about it. Right. Okay, so the book says, right now we're writing about sex, and you're reading what we have to say about it. You're having sex with us. Was it good for you? It sure has been for us. More pragmatically, we have had long, intense, intimate conversations that felt deeply sexual to us, and we have had intercourse that didn't feel terribly sexual. 
Our best definition here is that sex is whatever the people engaging in it think it is. For some people, spanking is sex. For others, wearing a garter belt and stockings is sex. If you and anybody else involved feel sexual when you eat ice cream sundaes together, that's sex for you. We wanted to talk about this passage because I think it really clarifies our thoughts about it. Right. Which is that ultimately the two individuals involved or the individual, depending on the situation, are or, the ones who decide. Or more than or two. Or more than two. As we'll see in this story. Wink, wink. That's really what it comes down to. Because we always talk about consent and talking to your partner, parentheses S, partners. One, what you want from sex. But another part of that is talking about what sex is to you. Mm -hmm. So here's an interesting thought that I had. Later in the episode, when we are reading, there's characters who say, I really want to fuck you after they have done something that you and I would normally think of as fucking. And so we pointed that out and we're like, well, you're already fucking. So, but if like those two characters don't believe they were fucking, then maybe we're wrong. Yes, we're definitely wrong (laughs) because it's up to them to decide what fucking is to them. Yeah. This is super important in open or poly relationships Uh because you have to set clear boundaries. If you request, you know, hey, give me a heads up before you have sex with somebody. Well, you need to clarify what sex is in the first place. Uh The other partner has to clarify what sex is with their partner. Right. Because your metamor, which for those of you who don't know, a metamor is a partner of your partner. Mm -hmm. If your metamor has a specific definition of sex that differs from your definition of sex, which differs from your mutual partner's definition of sex, can get pretty complicated pretty fast. So this is, again, demonstrating why clear and open lines of communication are so important. The only thing I will stand by our later discussion is that it would be nice if more people had more open definitions of what sex is, because a lot of people believe that the sex that other people have isn't truly sex because they don't agree that it is. Does that make sense? Say that again. So a lot of people have very narrow definitions of what sex is, i.e. penis and vagina or penis and anus intercourse. And so when someone says, oh, I had sex, and then they find out that you had oral or fingered or whatever your definition of sex is, then they say, well, that's not real sex. So I think I get defensive of other types of sex because I don't want my sex invalidated. Oh, 100%. That's especially why I do as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's sex. And I get to decide what sex is to me. Yes. And yeah, like you said, so for us to say, well, that's not, you are already having sex while they were in their minds, not having sex. Mm -hmm. Technically, I think that counts as hypocritical in a way. Yeah. I'm willing to own that. Yeah. I get pretty defensive about it because I think when people think about putting something into something else, specifically a penis into something else, whether that be... Well, they don't really include mouths, but like either mm-hmm. anal or penetrative P and V sex. I just, I feel like the current definition of sex is so phallically oriented. I just feel like that's because of the, the patriarchy. patriarchy. I am exhausted by the heteronormative definitions that sex is restricted to or the phallically oriented definitions that sex is restricted to 2019 mood makes sex less phallically oriented unless there are only phalluses involved, but still there are mouths and fingers. There's uh-huh. always more things to include in sex. Uh-huh. I think if somebody fucks me with a vibrator and when I mean fucks me, I mean puts it on my clitoris. Yep. 
not necessarily fucks me with it in the way that like perhaps the protagonist of our upcoming story would describe it as. Uh I think I just had sex with that person. Yeah, I would agree. I'm having sex with myself when I do it to myself. I would even posit that every time you and I come together and make a sexy podcast, we're kind of having sex. We're having sex right now. It's good for me. And if you listeners believe that you're having sex with us right now, you are. Congratulations. Thank you for joining us. So to sum up, our points are sex is what you and whoever you're having sex with agree that it is. And the world might be a nicer place if more people had a wider definition of what sex is. Hard agree. Pun intended. (laughs) Wet agree. Yeah. (laughs) We have comments to read. Sexy comments. Well, the first is more of a shout out. Thank you to at CPels2 on Twitter for putting us in their Follow Friday. Yeah, we super appreciate it. We got a handful of new Twitter followers after that, and our listens definitely went up, so we really appreciate that. Deeply appreciate. High fives all around. And then we got a Twitter comment on episode five from at Enduring Beta that says, all right, I got to prepare my my sexy voice. Sexy voice. I don't know. I don't know, guys. My favorite part about this show is that I'm getting to understand the wide variety of tones erotica can take. This was refreshingly carefree and silly. Y'all do such a great job. I am totally here to appreciate the full range of this genre. Thanks, Enduring Enduring Beta. Beta. So, content notes. Yes. So the tags for this story are men loving men and group sex. Content to look out for light humiliation play so if you don't like name calling this isn't for you also light topping which kind of goes i don't know maybe it's more like medium topping Mm -hmm. which goes with the humiliation play so again if that's not your vibe i'd stay away rivers of semen buckets buckets you're bailing buckets into the river (laughs) of semen shower sex Uh, more talk about body hair lots of talk about body hair morning wood and of course Sci-fi. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the ongoing theme, though. All right. So without further ado and further puppy sounds, we're going to start reading the third and fourth chapters of Horatio Slice, Confessions of a Guitar Slayer by Oleander Plume. Take it away, past dame and caddy. Yes, take it away. Horatio Slice, Confessions of a Space Pirate, Chapter 3. Horatio gets the treatment. Okay, so I know last time we made some, like, limited predictions about what was going to happen. Like, we said that um, they were going to take Horatio to some location and, like, probably start doing sexy things to him. And eventually he would like it, but be, like, reluctant at first. But what do we think, like, the treatment actually is? Like, what do you, what do we think they're going to do? I don't know. So if we go through chronologically what happened Uh before they said the treatment. Yeah. He went onto the ship. Uh Uh-huh. And he was kind of a dick. He was. Well, he said that thing about like, oh, you're like cute little girls with big dicks. Yeah, that's what I meant by being a dick. No, I I wanted to reiterate. Because Horatio has been a dick for various reasons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess... I mean, this is an erotica story. It's tagged group sex. So I assume sex is going to happen. Right. 
Do you think they're going to like beat him up a little bit first? You sound really excited about that. <laughs> and I mean, I don't blame you. Who wouldn't be? I mean, as long as it's consensual, if it's like non-consensual beating up, that's not cool. Yeah, it could definitely fall into that realm of like dubious consent where the person at first is reluctant and then they're like, oh no, but this feels so good. And of course I love it. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we just have to, like, unless we have any other comments. I'm, like, very excited and nervous, and I've been thinking about this ever since we recorded the last episode, and I'm like, I want to know what happens. Yeah, so the treatment could also be, like, something related to outer space travel that has to be accomplished through sex. I've read a lot of sci-fi erotica where, like, it's basically sex is necessary for something in the plot to happen or to continue in some sci-fi context. Oh, like, you're in space now, so you're going to be exposed to new space germs, and so we have to inoculate you with our semen. That's a great example. Okay. Basically, just, like, you're in this new fantastical place, and that introduces the opportunity for sexy things to occur for fantastical reasons. Okay. If that makes sense. Maybe we're reading too much into it, and it's just going to be, like, a spa treatment, and he's going to get a mud wrap and a massage. Oh, that'd be so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Or they're, like, going to pressure wash him. got all those gross human earth germs on him or i'm thinking of like there's an episode of doctor who where they're in this hospital and in order to go anywhere in the hospital they first have to go on this elevator and get like an antibacterial bath yeah you got a decon Mm -hmm. it's probably just uv treatment and like some kind of weird spritz yeah all right let's get into this you're on your own sweetheart snake shouted best to just suck it up and take it the crew dragged him into a lavish bathroom and stripped him naked. All right. Okay, he's took to a secondary location and stripped. <laughs> secondary location. <laughs> it's too late for you, Horatio. Oh, yeah. I mean, according to J.J. Bittenbinder, there's yes. no chance of him coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is what you want, Horatio smiled. I'm down, cuties. It's go time. Instead of the hot sex he expected, Suki shoved him into a warm shower and began washing his hair. I can do that myself. I was weirdly close with my spot treatment. <laughs> Horatio's mouth snapped shut when a hand soaked up his crack. Get him clean everywhere, Styles, Sugar said. Styles said, you know it. Hey! Horatio clinched around the soapy fingers Styles shoved up his asshole. Styles! Rude. <laughs> Again, much like biting the scrotum, that's something you should maybe say, oh, hey, heads up, I'm gonna do this to you. That cool? Especially if it's a finger straight up your asshole. Yeah, soap is not the same as lube. What the fuck? Take it like a man, bitch. They're still a little salty about that girl's comment. That's fair. I was about to say, can we deconstruct why this is a problematic statement? Oh, maybe we should talk about the patriarchy! The patriarchy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, take it like a man, bitch. What does that mean? Also, it's interesting because he's saying it in the context of anal fingering. Right. Which is too gay. Too gay. Too much homo. Unless you're a man doing it to a woman and then you're just fine, which is silly because women don't have prostates and men do. And that's like one of the good things about anal sex. I mean, I misspoke. Cis men and women is what I was referring to. Yes. Take it like a man means he's taking it like not a man and therefore that makes him a bitch yeah it also Hmm. just like 
we get into the whole like what does it mean to be a man and like do men take it stoically and like or do they just put up with it or like they're stuck in their own masculine prison no (laughs) there's just there's a hundred things it could mean and none of them are good right but i also like your interpretation that they're just salty because horatio was like you look like little girls with dicks yeah or maybe i would guess that like oleander's intention with it is to have some like good top dom kind of energy we're just coming at it from the lens of like always consent good communication equals good bdsm yes. but that's not necessarily how erotica works oh yeah right context is key mm-hmm. take it like a man bitch be nice styles he is our guest Suki said with an air of sarcasm. He's whiny, Seven said. And in need of a good spanking. I agree with Seven. Only if he consents. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Horatio said, Whoa, hang on a minute. No chains or whips or crap like that. That kind of surprises me, because Horatio seems like he'd be up for anything. Especially considering Snake bit his scrotum, and he was like, Whoa, what? Yeah, he was like, oh, you did that? It felt good. I guess it's cool. So maybe you should have more of an open mind, Horatio. Maybe once you try the chains and whips, it'll feel good, and then you won't call it crap anymore. Yeah, exactly. The irony was that, like, he didn't know that Snake was, like, chomp on his scrotum, which if Snake had asked, which he should have done, he might have been like, oh, don't bite my scrotum. Ah, my delicate ball sack. Just like my delicate masculinity. (laughs) I think instant orgasm would make almost anything worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost anything is a little hyperbolic, but you know. Okay, so like, what would not be worth instant orgasm? Hmm. Donald Trump being president for one more year. <coughs> See how easy I came up with that? Yeah, because Donald Trump being Trump, or being Donald Trump existing for more than a year is like. The, the time frame of that is way longer than one orgasm. Would you rather never <clears throat> orgasm again or have Donald Trump die tomorrow? Wait, never orgasm again and have Donald Trump die tomorrow? That's what I mean, yeah. Okay. No, not, not <laughs> or, and. That's a really tough question, and I don't want the fate of our nation and possibly the world to rest on my selfish want for orgasms. <laughs> There. Your pleasure is important and matters and should not be determined by the state of our political climate. Mm-hmm. If you didn't guess, dear listeners, two queer women reading erotica lean left. No, man. Gaze for Trump. <coughs> I'm sorry. I was just clearing my throat. I wish you could see the waveform that that made when you coughed like that <laughs> on the recording. I was just clearing my throat. Whoa. Hang on a minute. No chains or whips or crap like that. He's no fun at all, Seven muttered. This is pretty fun, Styles said as he continued his finger fucking. I do like the phrase finger fucking really well. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's very raunchy. Just when Horatio began to relax and enjoy Styles' foreplay, Sugar said, He's clean enough, Styles. Move on. His ass is so tight, Styles moaned. I want to fuck it. Okay, this is another part where I. I mean, we talked about this last episode, but I just feel like there's some disagreement about what I think of as fucking and what these characters think of as fucking, mm-hmm. because it seems to me that he, that was not foreplay, that was fucking. Yeah. 
I think listeners and readers have picked up by now that we very much define fucking as things that involve anal, oral, and penetrative sex. Mm -hmm. And penetrative sex includes things like penetrating with digits. So technically, anal is like a subsection of penetration, but that also talks about like, okay, is it a rim job? So then, yeah, that encompasses anal, but not necessarily penetration, depending on what type of rim job it is. But it's still oral. Yeah. So it's still, yeah. It's all under this big old umbrella. Yeah. So they say fuck it. When I, and you know, I've seen this in erotica. When they say fucking, they mean I'm putting my penis in this thing, this orifice and gyrating. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think you and I mainly have issue with because when we have sex, there's no penis needed. And so does that make it not sex? I'm shaking my head. (laughs) Tell us, listeners, what do you define fucking as? Yeah. Tweet at us at Queeroticast. And it's okay to disagree. Oh, yeah. As if we're the defining authority on what fucking is. You can be wrong. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) As you heard from previous episodes, though, Caddy and I don't even have to be friends in what we agree about. <laughs> Go ahead, doll. I'd like that, Horatio said. Styles grinned and took off his clothes. Suddenly, Horatio was on his knees, head down against the wet tile, ass in the air. Styles gave him a quick rinse and a stellar rim job. Oh, fuck yeah, Horatio moaned. I've never eaten a human out before, Styles said. What's it like? Suki asked. A little gamey. Styles said, but quite tasty. Ooh. Gamey, but tasty. Like squirrel. Or venison. <laughs> yeah. I, good job going for a normal thing that people eat. People eat squirrel. That's, no, that's normal. Yeah. It depends on like what part of the US you're from, but people totally eat squirrel. Yeah. Also, I've never eaten somebody's ass, so I can't speak to this experience. Yeah, nor have I. I have been on the receiving end of a rim job. It's an interesting sensation. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, I have zero personal experience with the mouth-to-ass concept. So this this is something our expertise does not fall under. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like we have so much expertise in everything else that we talk about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, we talk confidently. True. As though, like, we know. Right. Because we do know a fair amount about sex. True. But it's not like we're... <laughs> like, we do have sex. And we do have varied sex. Our... Our sex is kinky. Mm-hmm. And, and then, we read books about sex. Not just erotica books, but actual, like... Books, books. Yeah. I mean... Theory. Yes. Practice. Theory. Yeah. But uh, that does not mean we do all of the sex. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's this other podcast that I sometimes listen to. It's called Queer Sex Ed. I would recommend it. They talk about how, like, there's this sort of mythology around sex that, like... If you break out of the norm of vanilla man, woman, penis and vagina kind of sex, then like the farther out of that norm you are, the more liberated you are. Mm. And so like people kind of feel this pressure that like if you're sexually liberated and sex positive, that means you have to be up for anything. Oh. And that's a really big fallacy because a lot of people who are sex positive and sexually liberated are also demisexual or asexual or just have no interest in a lot of the things that, like, you know, like, just because you're kinky doesn't mean you have to be into, like, knife play or, you know. Truth. So, or you can be sex positive and not want to have sex at all. That's totally cool. So I think... Like, from our perspective of being, like, very sex-positive people, just because we don't want to have anal sex doesn't mean we are 
against anyone who does. Mm -hmm. Nice. That was deep. I liked that. Thanks. I want to listen to more of that podcast. It's really good. And you listeners should listen to it, too. You know, after you're done listening to all of our episodes, because obviously listen to us. Priorities are key. <laughs> should we pull a train on him? Sugar's voice had an evil edge to it. Yes, we should. He deserves the full treatment, Seven said. Oh, yeah, this is sexual. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's already been sexual, uh -huh. but it's getting more sexual. Damn Skippy, I deserve the treatment. Damn Skippy! Yes! <laughs> Thank you, Horatio! Yes! Horatio just ever so briefly became me. I'm sure we'll deviate immediately after this, but... Yeah. Damn Skippy, I deserve that treatment, Horatio said, hoping the treatment involved more ass-licking. See, deviated already. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't half bad. Not mm -hmm. my fave thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be like, ah, yes, please keep licking my ass. That's exactly what I want at this moment in time. Styles said, get ready to be ridden hard, rock star. Horatio felt a poke and then moaned happily as his ass filled up with cock. Fuck yeah, ride me, little man. Don't call me little, Styles thrust deeper. Well, dude, Horatio wins. Your dick is huge. Easy there, pal. See? Good communication. Uh-huh. Easy there, pal. Damn right it is. Who's a little girl now, asshole? Yeah, they're pretty salty about it. Uh-huh. Is that what this is about? Horatio asked. Did I offend you somehow? Shut up and take my cock. Styles rode him hard, and when he finished, another crew member took his place. Horatio shivered. They were really pulling a train on him. Someone knelt in front of his face. Horatio knew it was Sugar by the thick hoop dangling from his cock head. Ooh! Yes, Sugar! Amazing. Suck my dick, Sugar said, grabbing him by the hair and fucking his face. That's it, bitch. Swallow me. Horatio grabbed one of Sugar's hips and pushed him back. Too much? Sugar asked. We can stop. Good, good. Good. Okay. Because that was pretty power heavy. Uh-huh. I was like, it's getting a little tense and a little hot while reading it, but also like, oh no, respect his boundaries. Horatio seems pretty into this, even though they're being kind of mean to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horatio said, no wait, this is awesome. Fuck me harder. Sugar giggled and loosened his grip on Horatio's hair. I think he likes us, boys. He slapped Horatio's face with his dick. Do you? I think I'm in love with all of you. Horatio said between gulps of air. More. Horatio was in ecstasy as all eight men took turns fucking his ass and sticking their dicks in his mouth. I hope, like, not in that order. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> but really, guys, don't do that. Or, like, put a condom on, switch it out. Yeah. Be courteous. Yeah, there's just so many fecal microbes in the ass that shouldn't go in the mouth or anywhere else. Horatio was in ecstasy as all eight men took turns fucking his ass and sticking their dicks in his mouth. It wasn't a mere gangbang with Horatio as the cum receptacle. It was heaven. Kissing, rimming, stroking, Horatio lost track of his orgasm count. Once sated, the boys helped him to his feet and back under the shower. That was fucking incredible, Horatio said, leaning his head against the tile, panting, while a river of semen flowed from his ass. A river of semen flowed from his ass. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of semen. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a few minutes and I'll be ready for another round. Shit, what's this guy made of? Seven asked. I like him, Styles said. He is damn hot, Suki said as he turned off the water. Although he needs a little work. Work? What kind of work? Horatio asked. Sugar said, make over time, boys. 
He snapped his fingers and the men scattered. Two helped sugar dry Horatio while the rest headed toward a row of kinky looking barber chairs. What do you think is kinky about them? They've got, they've got to have like straps to hold them down, right? I would hope so. And black leather. Yes. It's got to be that. And maybe like some studs. What's happening? Horatio asked. He craned his neck to see what the others were doing and thought he saw one sharpening a straight razor. Sugar blotted the ends of Horatio's hair with a towel. Why so nervous? Haven't you ever been to a spa before? He asked. That's what this is? A spa? You got it. You called it. I'm so smart, guys. So smart. Usually the happy ending comes after the massage. Your insure made us happy, Styles said with a wink. He grabbed Horatio's hand and tugged. Come on. Such a silly double entendre. Yeah, I really like Styles and Seven. <laughs> They're good comic relief. Too exhausted to protest, Horatio climbed into a barber chair and let Sugar place his feet into the stirrups, feeling sort of embarrassed when Suki said, Say goodbye, that hairy ass. Yikes. He's the fucking Yeti down there. Wow. I mean, to be fair, if you're doing a lot of ass fucking, especially with your mouth, shaving is nice. Not mandatory, mm -hmm. but it helps. But as we talked about last episode, your body hair is your choice. Don't mm -hmm. let anyone shame you for it. Yeah. I take pride as being a Yeti. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Greek. We're all hairy. It's genetics, man. Yeah, way to stand up for yourself, Horatio. Horatio glanced at the straight razor. Straight razor? Yeah. But, like, around the asshole? It's like a fancy barbershop thing. No, I get that. I know what a straight razor is. I I've know, but, it, like, yeah. they're, they're being extra, like... Ooh, look how fancy we are. I would be using, like, the safetyest of safety racers on my asshole. Mm, well, they said hairy ass, not hairy asshole. Oh, I assumed asshole. Because, like, that's totally a thing. It's nice and common courtesy to shave a very hairy asshole before, like, a yeah. real job. Okay, so I'm just glancing at the screen that you're reading from, and I think this is another case of if we read one line ahead, oh. we could reserve our judgments. <laughs> Fair. Horatio glanced at the straight razor that Seven held and winced. You're not gonna... Oh, I see. <laughs> this is for your face, dumbass. <laughs> I... Maybe I am Horatio. <laughs> I just immediately assumed it was for the asshole. It's very misleading. This is for your face, dumbass, Seven said. And those unruly eyebrows. Ra straight razor on the eyebrows? Now I'm concerned. <laughs> That's so close to your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, get some threading or some wax in there, folks. Tweezers. I know it takes longer, but tweezers are safe. Oh, and maybe it's just because I'm a little bit of a masochist, but I think I'd rather have somebody wax my asshole than shave it, to be honest. Just get it over quick. I have no interest in asshole hair removal, so I have no opinion on this. I've been to good professional waxers, not for my asshole, mind you, but uh, they're brutal and efficient, probably more so than shaving. Although really shaving and waxing in general, folks, just remember should always done be, be done hygienically and carefully because you're supposed to have body hair and body hair removal can actually cause a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. In short, Dame and Caddy are yetis and proud of it. So proud of it. Horatio felt a little insulted and almost told them to all fuck off. But how could he when all eight were perfectly groomed in every way? Compared to them, he did look like a wild beast. Horatio leaned back in the chair and let them go to town, blushing and giggling like a preteen when they waxed his junk. Blushing and giggling when they waxed his junk. I think you're th kinkier than you think you are, Horatio. Because I can tell you, when I had my junk waxed, I was not giggling. Oh, maybe it's different for testicles, though. 
Based on every cis man I've ever met being very, very protective of their testicles. Nah. Nah. Okay. Horatio's just more of a masochist than he might think. Mm -hmm. Horatio leaned back in the chair and let them go to town, blushing and giggling like a preteen when they waxed his junk. He panicked when Sugar came at him with a pair of scissors. What are you going to do to my hair? He asked. Just a trim. Sugar said, relax. How much are you taking off? How long do you think his hair is currently? Oh, if he's a rock star, it's got to be at least shoulder length. Yeah. I'm picturing Greg from Steven Universe. Yeah, there you go. But before he went bald. I'm picturing 1981 Metallica. You and I have very different frames of reference for this. (laughs) Suki fed Horatio a piece of chocolate. Oh my god, it's like like Suki's like, here, this will be okay. Here's a treat. Like when I brush my dog's teeth. (laughs) It's like the episode in America's Next Top Model when they all get haircuts and they cry. I have no idea what this reference is. Oh, it's like, it's like a really big deal in every America's Next Top Model cycle. Tyra Banks like decides how they're all going to look and forces them to get makeovers. And if they refuse to do it, they get kicked off the show. And sometimes the makeovers are really, really bad. Ooh, downvote. Don't like that. Don't like nothing. Suki fed Horatio a piece of chocolate. Do you really think we'd cut off all this beautiful hair? What are you, stupid? Yes. Yes, Suki. Yes, Horatio is. Suki snickered when Horatio nodded. You're honest, at least. By the time Sugar announced that he was perfect, Horatio was half asleep. We should get him to a bunk before he lapses into a coma, Sugar said. Suki took one hand while... Slash. I forgot Slash was there. Uh Uh-huh. Well, there's eight of them total. Yeah. I forgot the other names. Mm. Suki took one hand while Slash took the other. Horatio figured a bunk would be slightly larger than the one on his tour bus, but the boys led him to a room that rivaled a posh hotel. He stood at the foot of the bed and stared. Slash pulled down the covers and patted the mattress. Suki gave him a shove. Get in, you big Neanderthal! He crawled in and lay on his back with his arms spread out. Slash crawled up next to him and patted Horatio's stomach. Aww. Slash wants to know if you're hungry. Suki said as he stretched out on Horatio's side. Do you want something from the kitchen? They're snuggling! It's very cute. Aftercare is important. Yeah. And if I was Horatio, I'd be pretty damn tired too. Mm-hmm. Horatio's had a big day. Yeah. Like, let's let's just check off the things. He was playing a concert in mm-hmm. front of a bunch of people who were screaming at him. He fell through a dimensional portal. Mm-hmm. He ended up in jail. He accidentally murdered some lizard guards after finding out that aliens are real. He went through another portal. His identity was questioned. He found out that a president is after him for some unknown reason. He went through another portal. He had a lot of sex with a vampire, got all enthralled, had his scrotum bitten, offended some people, and then they all fucked him. Vigorously. Vigorously. That's a lot of things to happen in one day. River of semen. It's like buckets of blood. Exactly. But the porn version. (laughs) Horatio wrapped his arms around the pair. I'm not hungry. But I couldn't eat even if I was. I have lockjaw from sucking so much dick. Boy, oh boy. No, I'm just remembering the last time I had like a real bit in my mouth for an extended period of time. And then like for two days afterwards, my jaw was like, I don't want to open or close. So relatable Mm. content. Mm -hmm. I have lockjaw from sucking so much dick. Slash patted Horatio's chest. Suki said, he says you're like a big cuddly teddy bear, only filled with cement. The dude must have a soft voice, Horatio said. I didn't catch any of that. Horatio, you're so dumb. So dumb. (laughs) Oh my god. Slash is mute, but I can read his mind. 
Cool. After everything Horatio had seen that night, a little mind reading didn't seem strange at all. You can both sleep in here if you want. I'd like that. The touch of their naked skin against his grounded Horatio. His world was tumbling into an X-rated version of the Twilight Zone, but with two hotties warming up his bed, the world shrank away to a manageable size. Finally, Horatio's being sensible. <laughs> Will you be sticking around for a while? Suki asked. Are you kidding? You'll never get rid of me now. End of chapter. End of chapter. Chapter four. Did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> You're just desperate for that joke <laughs> to make it through. I don't blame you. <laughs> it's a classic joke. It's a reflex. If you grew up in the 90s, you have to do it. It's true. When Horatio woke up again, two unblinking silver eyes stared back at him. Startled, Horatio slid back about a foot. Holy shit! He exclaimed. It wasn't a dream. He'd really traveled through a portal to another dimension. And if that wasn't messed up enough, he was lying in a strange bed next to a vampire space pirate. A hot vampire space pirate who stared at Horatio like he was his next meal. That's the dream. (laughs) Yes, it's a dream. No, it's the dream. The dream. (laughs) I mean, okay, so for me, it would be a hot, maybe a gargoyle or a dragon space pirate. But sure, vampire, why not? Yeah, for me, it's just vampire or fairy. Fair. I'd also accept Hydra, maybe a werewolf. Oh, other monsters. I like Harpy. That's a good mm-hmm. one. No, I'm not going to go through all the... We'll yeah. be here for hours if we go through all the monsters yeah. that I love. And just to clarify, when I say fairy, I mean like the fae. Like English and Irish folklore fae, not Tinkerbell. Although Tinkerbell is included, but it's, it's a larger umbrella term. Yes. F-A-E. Yes. Good morning, darling, Snake said. He was stretched out on his side, head on the other pillow, fully dressed in black leather pants, a red silk shirt, and the same sexy boots he'd worn the night before. No shoes on the bed! Snake is very extra. (laughs) Dude, were you watching me sleep? Horatio moved even further away from Snake. Kind of cliche, isn't it? Do you sparkle, too? No, just the orgasms, which is way better. I like how we made our toilet reference last time. (laughs) It's in the story. It's on point. Sparkle? Only when I'm feeling extra fabulous. Snake sat up and fluffed his hair. Oh my god. Do you remember that time when I glitter glued the side of my head? Yes. Glitter glue snake. Yes. (laughs) Do you remember that time I spray painted a skirt with glitter? (sighs) Just imagine Snake taking that, whatever the brand was, spray glitter and just all over. Only when I'm feeling extra fabulous. Snake sat up and fluffed his hair. I came to wake you for breakfast. You humans enjoy that sort of thing, correct? Ah, yes, you humans. (laughs) So if Snake is a vampire, what do we think the other crew members are? Are they vampires too or some different sort of alien? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they're pixies. But I have no other ideas. Mm. I guess we'll just have to find out. Or they could just be, like, from another planet. Maybe vampires have their own planet in this. Or maybe yeah. space vampires, like, are part of this greater... Oh, what do we call a group of vampires? Is it a coven? That's not right. I'm trying to remember no. off the top of my head. Conclave. No, that's no. not right either. Clan? Mm, no. See, I, as much as I love monsters, vampires are, like, low on the list for me. It really depends on the lore, because sometimes vampires have, like, families like the mafia. Most of the time, they're pretty solitary. They talk about sires. There's that, yeah. Lineages, if you will. Yeah. This is the sound of Googling, Googling, Googling. It sounds like nothing. 
What is that tune? I just made it up. No, it's it's a is it? It's a real thing. I don't know what it's it like is. It's like a children's then. song, I think. This is like how I was humming the coffee slash Arabian dance from the Nutcracker for years and didn't realize it until I heard it this year. And I was like, ah, so that's what I've been humming forever and did not know. Yeah, when I was doing the intro by myself, I I mean, obviously I cut this out, but I was humming the theme song to How I Met Your Mother without realizing what it was until I went back and listened to it. That's amazing. The collective noun for vampires has variously been called a clutch, brood, coven, pack, or clan. So you were actually right. Oh, coven and clan. Okay. An alternative collective noun is house of vampires. That's the, yeah, that's the one I couldn't quite remember. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think, what I was thinking of when I was talking about, like, the mafia families. Mm -hmm. How did we get on this? Oh, we were talking about how maybe they have this, there's a collective group of space vampires. Or maybe they have their own planet. Yes, a little... You humans enjoy that sort of thing, correct? Breakfast. Horatio glanced down the porthole. The sun is out. He turned back towards Snake. Why aren't you exploding? (laughs) Snake immediately just into a cloud of dust. (laughs) I just picture him looking at himself and being like, Oh, you're right. Ah, poof. Yes. Exploding? Why the bloody hell would I explode? I really just want to do like a really shit cockney accent. Like in that video we watched with the Jason Statham lookalike. But I don't want to maintain that. And it's just going to turn into my very offensive Russian accent if I do it. Uh-huh. And you're too far in. Just be American. I know. Why the bloody hell would I explode? Bloody hell. Oi. <laughs> you're a vampire, Horatio said as he sat up. And? Vampires can't be out in the sun or they explode. Snake laughed so hard he had to hold his side. Maybe the vampires on Earth explode in the sun, but where I come from, we rather enjoy the sunlight. We don't have vampires on Earth, only in movies. Horatio went on to explain to a rather confused snake that, in his world, vampires were the stuff of fiction. They sleep in coffins and drink people dry. Sometimes they turn into bats, too. He couldn't help but touch the smooth skin of Snake's face. Gotta say, most of them are pale as fuck. Not hot caramel like you. Ooh. My father is pale like that, actually. With skin like moonstone. As for the rest, it's all nonsense, except for... As for the rest, it's all nonsense. Except for drinking people dry. Snake smiled, flashing his fangs. That I'm more capable of. Horatio covered his neck with a pillow, which made Snack... Snack. (laughs) Horatio covered his neck with a pillow, which made Snake laugh even more. Don't be daft. I won't be killing you anytime soon. Besides, it's Meridian you need to worry about. What the hell does he want with me? Snake palmed Horatio's morning wood, still hidden by the sheet. Maybe he's heard about your manly attributes. Horatio pushed against Snake's head, his anxiety replaced by horniness. Want to take a ride? Or you can fuck me. I'm good either way. I'd better not. Snake rolled off the bed and pointed to a pile of clothes on the dresser. Suki made these for you. Suki made me clothes? Horatio examined the suede pants Snake tossed at him. They looked expensive and perfectly tailored. When did he even have time to do this? Humerians are a special breed. They're remarkably efficient in just about every task. Especially sex, Horatio said as he slid the pants over his thighs. Snake lowered his voice to a whisper. What did they do to you last night? Oh, they fucked me good. Snake's eyebrows shot up. All of them? You took on all eight? Horatio carefully tucked in his dick before zipping the fly. What do I look like? An amateur? That bold, Horatio. Very bold. Mm-hmm. Blimey. I really do need a ride on that thing. 
Snake handed Horatio a long-sleeved white t-shirt that was so snug, Horatio could barely tug it over his abs. Ugh. Mm. Suki's a genius with fabric, I must say. I feel like a bimbo, Horatio said. Once dressed, he followed Snake down a hallway lined with dozens of black six-panel doors. This is a ship? Looks more like a fancy hotel. The boys are particular about their housing. Snake rapped on one of the doors. These are their bunks. Down below is an engine room and a few storage areas. He stopped when they reached an elevator. Upstairs is my bunk, the living room, bar, game room, and the cockpit. Cockpit. But this is a ship. Frances is a multi-purpose vehicle. She can drive on land, sail on water, and even fly, although we haven't had more than a test run of the particular feature. Seven assures me that it works, so I'm taking him at his word. The elevator creeped along at a snail's pace, giving Horatio ample time to bombard Snake with questions. Which one is Seven again? The one with the nose ring. I thought Suki had a nose ring. Suki has a lip ring. Honestly, you'll need to learn how to tell them apart if you're going to be staying on. When Horatio explained that he would love to stay on board the ship, but he needed to get back to Earth and finish the tour, Snake snickered. I don't think you understand the magnitude of your situation. Meridian, who happens to be in charge of the Galaxian Alliance, as well as the king of the most powerful dimension in the universe, kidnapped you and sealed off the Earth gate so you can't return. Suffice it to say, you are stuck here indefinitely. Horatio fumed. You need to take me to the UN or something. I mean... I'm a fucking American citizen, and I have rights, man. I have rights, man. I know, that's immediately what I thought. <laughs> he wanted to find Meridian and punch him in the face. I agree. You got a raw deal. But no worries. The boys and I will take good care of you until we get this sorted out. Snake planted a hot kiss on Horatio's lips. Exceedingly good care. Mm. Still swooning from Snake's kiss, Horatio followed him down another hallway. He stopped to gawk at a large game room, complete with a regulation-sized pool table. This is crazy. I mean, I'm in an alternate dimension, but so far everything looks like it does back home. That's what you think now, Horatio. Then suddenly something weird is going to happen. Yeah, because nothing weird has happened yet. I mean extra weird. (laughs) (laughs) Snake stood next to Horatio and pointed to a dartboard. Got that one back on Earth. But yeah, most things are the same. What do you mean you got the dartboard back on Earth? Earth is a pirate's paradise. Friendly advice? Snake patted Horatio's chest. Amp up your security. That's amazing. I love Mm. that. The scent of food interrupted Horatio's thoughts, and he let Snake lead him to a large modern kitchen, where the crew was already gathered. Seven of them were seated atop bar stools at a black granite-topped island, where the eighth stood behind the counter pouring coffee. The identical blondes wore charcoal gray suits paired with the form-fitting t-shirts in various hues, almost as if they were the color coordinated for easy identification. Since the jackets were cut shorter in the back, Horatio noticed their trousers were slid up to the waist, allowing for a more tantalizing glimpse of their perfect asses. Morning, lads, Snake bellowed. I believe you remember Horatio. All outfits are just like, why? I love them. Perfection. (laughs) Chef's kiss. So extra. So tantalizing. All eight turned and stared at him with luminous green eyes. Good morning, Horatio, they said in unison. Amazing. Perfect. Chef's kiss part two. Oh, oh God. You you gotta do it. (laughs) Yep. Thankfully, this is a song I will belt out. Yes, 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 yes. Horatio grabbed his crotch and erupted into song. It's raining men. Oh, no. I tried to sing and it was bad. (laughs) It's It's raining men. Hallelujah. But before he could finish hallelujah, chaos ensued. Every bulb in the sleek track lighting exploded. The kitchen sink projectile vomited. Oh, God. Oh, that's right. Music. 
Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. no. Uh-huh. This, the kitchen sink projectile vomited, spewing a geyser that flung streams of soapy water all over the exotic wood cabinets in the crew. A porthole shattered into a spider's web before the shards of glass poured onto the floor. Did I do that? Horatio asked. I won't do it again. <laughs> Growling, Sugar hopped off his bar stool and charged at Horatio, knocking him to the floor. He held a switchblade to Horatio's neck. Did you booby trap the entire ship or just the kitchen? Is that a real knife? Oh my god, Horatio, you're so dumb. Just, he's tried really hard. <laughs> he's just, he's just, Horatio is the by disaster. <laughs> True. He's just, he's not a disaster <coughs> by, he's the by disaster. <laughs> he's like a weird little cinnamon roll that doesn't believe anything bad can happen. He's a, he's a pre-baked cinnamon roll. <laughs> Extra squishy. Is that a real knife? Horatio asked, blinking away a drop of water that dripped from Sugar's hair onto his face. Answer me, Sugar seethed. Did you, or did you not, booby-trap the ship? In the back of his mind, Horatio knew he should be terrified, since Sugar, despite his petite stature, pinned him easily and now had a knife to his throat. Horatio's dick had other ideas, however. Horatio, you stupid, stupid sub. (laughs) Horatio's dick had other ideas, however. Ideas that involved kissing Sugar's glossed lips and sucking the beautiful cock that dangled from the opening in the front of his pants. That's so impractical, though! Yeah, this is kind of flopping around. It's just like, I don't know, I just think about when I try to not wear a bra and it's... It's cattywampus. It's so cattywampus! You said booby. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately we both stopped laughing. Or start laughing. I feel like it would be more like, <laughs> you said booby. Yeah. Well, he says he muttered it. Oh, followed by an immature giggle. Okay. Do you want to read that part? I feel like you would do it better. Okay. You said booby. Horatio finally muttered, followed by an immature giggle. Ugh, let him go, sugar. He's obviously too stupid to be a criminal mastermind. Oh, Suki, preach. (laughs) Suki said as he pulled sugar off Horatio. Horatio rubbed the front of his neck. Damn, Skippy, I'm too stupid. Hey, his guitar makes things explode too, Snake said. Yesterday, he destroyed two reptilian guards with it. Ugh, rip. Yeah, they exploded into bloody chunks, and then I puked, Horatio said, shivering when he remembered the disembodied eyeball rolling across the floor. It was disgusting. Ugh. Sugar pointed his blade at Horatio. I want to see this guitar right now. Before Horatio could struggle to his feet, a siren wailed and a robotic female voice droned, Alert! Alert! Security has been compromised. Alert! Alert! Bloody hell, what now? Snake shouted. Someone hacked the mainframe, Seven shouted. Come on. Ooh, is there going to be a frantic typing scene? Oh, it's going to be me at work. Seven ran from the room, Snake and Sugar at his heels. Horatio mumbled an apology to the remaining drenched crew members before following the trio. Whoa, is this the cockpit? Horatio shrieked over the siren. Looks like an airplane. (laughs) Do you think Horatio's ass is the real cockpit? Oh... Four leather captain's chairs sat in front of a dashboard covered with buttons, dials, and blinking lights. Through the expansive windshield, Horatio saw a stretch of sunlit beach, palm trees, and blue water. If it weren't for the blaring alarm, he could have been in Hawaii or some other tropical paradise. He watched as Seven took a seat in front of a large computer screen and flipped a lever, muting the siren. What's with the static on the monitor? Snake asked as he sat next to Seven. Not sure, Seven said, but it looks like someone is trying to hack into our video chat program. Not just someone, a 30 voice rang out. Your king. 
Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. And that is the end of the chapter. Wowie. Yet another really good cliffhanger. Elena's doing a great job of keeping me yeah. engaged and like ready for more. Yeah. Yeah, so thoughts on these chapters? Very hot. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I would say that I did like the scene between, or rather the sex between Snake and Horatio a little bit better than the group sex. Uh-huh. A non-some. Well, I think like anything over four is just an orgy. No, yeah, no. I thought it was five. I mean, five is over four, not inclusive of four. Although, I guess it's more of a gangbang because they were all fucking Horatio, right, right, rather than free for all fucking, which is more of what I think of when we talk about an orgy. Me too. So yeah, I did like the scene with Snake and Horatio a bit more because it was very playful and very intimate. Um, but the sex was still hot. Mm -hmm. It seems like Snake is still kind of squirrely about intimacy with Horatio around Sugar, Mm -hmm. which I don't really understand their relationship because obviously like Sugar's fine with fucking Horatio. So why would he not be fine with Snake fucking Horatio? There are non-monogamous relationships that are, um, uneven. And I think that's a choice that two people make. When they're in a relationship, but I don't understand it. You're trying not to say dumb. I'm trying not to say bullshit. There we go. So, I don't understand it either. It'll be elaborated upon, or maybe it won't. We'll see. Yeah. There are many more chapters left. The treatment was, in fact, spa treatment. Uh-huh. But with sex. Uh-huh. So Sexy, sexy spa treatment. Many gold stars to you. Boop, boop, boop. Second chapter that we read today. Uh-huh. A little more exposition-y, which is fine. Good yeah, world Yeah, I don't think there was any... Yeah, there wasn't any sex in the second There's chapter. There's just lot, lots of mentions of, like, dicks, dicks hanging out of stuff, uh-huh, morning uh-huh. wood. Yes. Cute flirting. Mm-hmm. I liked playing Snake. Yeah. Snake's dialogue reminds me what I'm what I do when I'm in, like, Dom mode, so, like, uh-huh. it felt good. So now you see why I got so into reading it last time. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, like... The dialogue and the style of writing flows really well, and I really appreciate that when I'm reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it easy to get super into. Hmm. So how do we feel about the crew kind of, like, queer-eyeing Horatio? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Could have done without it. Yeah, it's a little stereotypical, but not in, like, an offensive way. No, definitely not. Well, what do you find stereotypical about it? The fact that, like, Horatio is, like, the grungy unkept dude and like and the group of queer men are fixing him yeah well ratio is queer yeah but you mean stereotypically queer yes okay mm-hmm. i'm picking up what you're putting down mm-hmm. yeah yes the pretty more feminine men mm-hmm. are fixing the gruffer hairier man the pretty effeminate men who are well dressed uh-huh yeah i see what you're saying mm-hmm also, they just seem super particular. Yes. Like, if you're going to be on our ship, you got to conform to our standards. And Bitch. that means no body hair. If somebody was like, you have to go on this spaceship, or you can go on this spaceship, and you can have great sex, but mm-hmm. you got to get rid of your body hair, and okay. we'll do it for you. I guess I'd say yes. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, like, the queer woman stereotype spaceship would be like? Like, if everything was gender-bent. They would have handed Horatio a flannel. Yes. And then taught him how to whittle. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. And they would be like, why are you shaving your legs, hon? Like, just let it grow. You really need to oil that, though. <laughs> Makes it that much softer. Uh-huh. I mean, he's already doing the lesbian stereotype of being like, I just met you and this is crazy, but I live here now. <laughs> yes. 100%. Space U-Haul. Uh-huh. Maybe they'd go in a space canoe. I don't know. They would whittle mm-hmm. a space canoe. They'd have a few Labradors. Yes. Maybe brew their own beer. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I don't know, though. Is that more of a Midwest lesbian thing? It's so hard to tell. It's all merging together. Hipster culture. Uh-huh. Lesbian culture. Midwest culture. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have family that lives in the very far north of Michigan, and whenever we're up there and I see a Subaru, I'm like... Lesbian? Lesbian or backcountry person? Can't tell. <laughs> Both? Both? <laughs> yep. Hard to say. It's almost as if stereotypes are rooted in a kernel of truth, but not universally true. What? Hmm. I can't extrapolate information about every person in a group based on one thing that happens to be true about one member of that group? Yeah. What? Did you become a Steven Universe character (laughs) suddenly? Yes. Got it. Well, I liked these chapters. Yeah. Still fun. Still sexy. Uh huh. Uh huh. There was definitely less description of the sex, I would say. Yeah, I was kind of taken aback when he was just like, quick rim job. All right, moving on. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's more sex to come. Yeah. Um, we talked about this off mic too, but. Like, I think other stories that we've read have gotten me personally hotter, not because they were, like, better constructed or written, but just because they included vaginas. Mm. I really like vagina. And I'm really ambivalent about dicks. I like them all. Although, I would say that gay porn in particular is on the lower tier of porn I consume. Mm-hmm. And that's because there's a lot of dicks involved. Yeah. The dick threshold gets too high for me. Yeah, but it's still sexy and enjoyable. And like, for me, like it wasn't necessarily the sex acts that were like, that got me super horny when Horatio and Snake were having sex. I just, I just thought their dynamic was super fun and sexy. And like, I was like, this is a very believable sex interaction. Like these people are enthusiastic. They're excited about each other's bodies. They're saying, do you like this? Can I do this? And that like... I don't know. It was just cute and yeah. sexy. I know what you're saying. Because like, I kind of felt that way, too. Like I enjoyed it because they were clearly enjoying it so much. Mm-hmm. Even though Horatio was like verbally consenting and saying that he really liked everything that they were doing during the gangbang. I don't know. I just felt like the, the crew boys were kind of mean to him, and I wasn't as into that. Oh, I thought you would have liked the submission dominance aspects of it. It felt, it did feel more mean though. Like, as I was reading it, I was, like I said, I was getting kind of tense and kind of hot while I was reading the the crew because that's stuff that I would say Uh while topping. And like, so that was easy for me to slip into, pun intended. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, there's always this, like, there's this like reserved part of my brain that's like, no, don't be too mean. (laughs) His boundaries. And maybe this is just playing into my own kink, but I don't know, I I guess I would have liked a little more build up into the kind of humiliation talk. Oh yeah. 
And, like, for him to kind of beg to be humiliated. You're big into begging. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no. And, like, there is something to be said for ramping up, and I feel like that scene started very quickly. Uh-huh. And not only that, the scene started very quickly, and also, I would say that there was not as much time putting... There was not as much um, time put into describing certain sex acts. Yeah. Like, in my ideal world, if I was writing this scene Mm -hmm. to, like, satisfy my own kinks and wants in in that Mm -hmm. sort of scene where they're They all have pussies. Where they're all topping. Right. No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just making a dig at you. Yes. They, if they wanted to top him in that way, then they would, like, strip him down in the shower and just, like, make him wash while they all made out. And then Mm -hmm. he would have to be like, what, you guys aren't gonna fuck me? Come on, like, I, please fuck me. And then they're like, oh, yeah, take our dicks, you little bitch. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love you so much. Noted. I think, I think for me, that would be... The the meanness in the way they were talking to him would feel a little less jarring if he was, like, yeah. really, really asking for it first. But that's just my own personal opinion. It doesn't mean that the way Oliander wrote it was wrong. Yeah, no. These things are highly subjective. So, for those reasons, I, I still only have a semi for this one. Yeah, I have a semi for this one, too. I have an anticipatory hard-on for the next chapter. Yeah, I'm so curious about what Meridian's gonna do. It would be great if Meridian as a villain was also, like, kind of super sexy and hot, too. Uh-huh. Maybe, and not just an asshole. Maybe he will be the ultimate top. That's the dream. Or maybe he'll just be, like, a gross asshole. So this is kind of a segue into our predictions right. segment. So what do you think is going to happen? Okay, so Meridian has hacked the ship. Uh-huh. Presumably to get his hands on Horatio. Mm-hmm. Do you have any predictions about why he wants Horatio? No, none whatsoever. Okay. Unless maybe he wants to harness his guitar slaying abilities. Yeah. I was kind of wondering about that too. Like maybe he somehow like figured out what music can do when it's outside of Earth's dimension and wants to like use that in some way. Or... He's secretly Horatio's biggest fan. Yeah, because, I mean, you could pick any musician, so he probably also has the hots for Horatio. So, like, if I was a megalomaniac, bitch tyrant goddess of space, (laughs) and I was said... I would bow to you. (laughs) I know you would. (laughs) If I was that classic, chaotic, kind of force of evil tyrant who follows their fancy and indulges in whatever they want, if I were extending my gaze and reach out into the universe, the multiverse, and saw this band and Horatio as the lead frontrunner of the band and decided, ah, yes, this music and this band pleases me. Horatio will be mine. Mm. And I would send him straight to my menagerie to play for the rest of forever for me. Or maybe he saw all the attention and like fan worship that Horatio was getting from people listening and was like, no, we can't have that. I am to be loved and worshipped. No one else. Mm -hmm. All right. We have a couple of theories. Mm -hmm. Do you think Snake and Sugar are going to work out their shit about who gets to fuck Horatio when? No. No, they will. No. (laughs) I bet they will. 
Mm-hmm. It's been hinted at. Yeah. So, you know, I think if it weren't an issue or weren't going to come up, we wouldn't have touched on it. All right. I think that's all my thoughts. Yeah. Thanks again, Oleander, for letting us read your story. This has been super fun. And we'll be back again with more Horatio next time. You can follow us at Queeroticast at Twitter. Queeroticast on Facebook. And you can email us at Queeroticast at gmail.com. You can find our podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Thanks, everyone. Bye!